From the steep cliffs on the coast of Canto Bight to the salt flats of Crate, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a LEGO Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Jonah Marie Macias. How many times have you seen the movie, Jonah Marie? I want to say 12, but I've only seen it two times. 12? Wow. <laughs> that would be quite an accomplishment, uh, considering the movie came out Thursday, and it's now Sunday, so... <laughs> That would be like multiple viewings every day. Exactly. And I would yeah. have done that had I had the time and the money. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How many times have you seen it? I'm at two as well. Okay. So, yeah. I I found that. So, with The Force Awakens, I watched it seven times in theaters. Really? Which is the most I've ever seen a movie um, in the theaters. But... I, I mean, I know people that went and watched it like 20 times. So I feel like seven's not that like impressive of a number. But for me, seven was a lot to go see a movie. Um, how many times did you see The Force Awakens? I want to say I only saw it maybe four times. Okay. Two times on the same night. One time with my mom. And then another time might have been with a friend. Okay. Yeah. And then, so then for Rogue One, I think I saw it four times. Which is about oh, yeah. about typical for me for a Star Wars movie. Um, and then this one is twice and I do plan to see it at least a few more times, but I don't know if I'll hit the seven that I did with the force awakens. Um, Ah. But yeah, I think, (laughs) and I'm hearing this from a lot of people and just, I'm just going to say this off the top too. We are going to be talking about a lot of Lego stuff that is related to the force or to related to the last Jedi. We're also gonna be talking about the movie. So from this point on, there may be spoilers for the movie. So if you're there will be there spoilers. Will be, yeah, there will definitely be spoilers, but they could happen anytime from this moment forward. Even as we're just talking about the Lego sets, we may even talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, definitely tune out, go watch the movie, and then come back. Yes. Um, so get that out of the way. <laughs> but um, so I saw it the first time, like opening night, and it literally, I felt like I got punched in the face by Star Wars. <laughs> and so I had like. And I didn't even have tickets to see another showing, you know, like the next day or the day after that even. I just hadn't bought tickets yet. But I right away was like, I need to see this movie again just so I can process it. And so I did. I went and got tickets for the next night just so I could do that. And and I'm hearing, I'm hearing <laughs> from a lot of people that a, a second viewing really helped them out with this movie. Right. Um, and, and that was also the case for Rogue One for me. Like I saw only uh, I saw Rogue One only twice. And that was because the first time it really was like, like you said, it was a punch from Star Wars. <laughs> and and then that second time really helped me digest everything. But I still, I still didn't want to go back and watch it over again. Like it wasn't something that I could watch for fun in the background. Uh, yeah, so it seems like it's the same thing going on for The Last Jedi. And a lot of people have been recommending each other to go watch it at least one more time before they make up their minds about it. Yeah. There's like really strong opinions right now with with the Last Jedi, and um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the movie, but we did want to talk about some of the Lego sets that are uh, that are related to the movie, because there's some there's some that have been out for a little bit, and then there's some that have kind of recently been announced. So I just wanted to run through the different ones that are out there, and then we can kind of give a little bit of commentary on them. I actually have have actually built one of these. Um, and then um, I'm actually curious to hear some of your thoughts on these as well. Cool. So you built which one? <laughs> so I 
when uh so it was force friday i went out and bought a set i wanted to just at least have one set from the last jedi and so i went and bought the resistance transport pod which at the time not having seen the movie i was just like okay this is kind of a nothing that i'm super interested in but it was like the most affordable one Mm -hmm. and it came with finn and rose minifigs and so i thought that'd be kind of cool to get a rose minifig since she was new to the movie and there were no other sets that had her in it so i went ahead and bought that and i don't remember how much it was but i think it was in the 30 dollar range 30 maybe 35 Um, and i wasn't super excited about it but now that i've seen the movie it was kind of cool because watching the movie and seeing that craft in the movie and i was like oh okay like that's actually kind of cool now that i've built that set and I've seen it live in action. Um, it made it a little bit cooler. But yeah, I did I did build that one, which was it's a pretty fun little build. Lots of stickers though. Oh, really? More than usual? Yeah, like there was a lot of stickers on the like the windshield piece for the for the ship. Mm. Um you had to actually because there's a lot going on on the windshield. It's not just a, a straight up windshield. There's a there's like little panels and, and things like that that connect to uh, some lining that's on the ship and everything. So you have to kind of line it all up perfectly. And I think there was like 12 stickers. That um, is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I like at least eight of them were just on the windshield. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was for anyone that's like a Lego, you know, someone that collects Lego and likes to build Lego, but you don't necessarily like the stickers. Um, you might want to avoid this set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's the funny thing about Lego is everything is so precise and exact, and there's just a right way to put it on, except for the stickers. Yeah, just, exactly. You know, that's the one thing that if you know if you know people that build Legos are probably people that like things to be very perfect and exact because that's what Lego is. But uh, the stickers are you know it's kind of left up to your ability to make things straight. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and eyeball exactly where it should land when which one was it it was for the ghost or the phantom it made me nervous because i thought i i can't there's no there's no extra this is the only one like it 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 just really messes with my nerves and it causes me stress trying to put the sticker on the right way um but someone recommended that i use tweezers next time and i'm like oh yeah that's a good good way to go about it but still Yeah, it's kind of like this, there's this finality to it, you know, because you get it there and then once you press that thumb down and kind of flatten it out, there's no getting that sticker back off. That's it. That's it. You're committing. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, you're right. There is this nervousness of like, oh, once I press this down, I'm not getting this, you know, back up. And if it's not exactly straight and I'm kind of, I can be a stickler with that stuff. (laughs) So it's, so yeah, that, that, that set was a very easy set to build. And I think it was only like three bags. But um, the stickers were were definitely stressful. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but the That's rose, cool. the rose minifig though, it's worth it uh, to get that just to, just to have that unique minifig. Yeah, because the hair is unique too. I I don't think they have that hairstyle for other Lego characters. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's I think it's unique to to her. So, mm-hmm. um, and this and we're kind of going down through the different the sets that are related to the last Jedi, but this is not an exhaustive list. So, you know, we may leave some out, but these are just kind of the ones that I thought would be fun to talk about today. Um, Kylo Ren's TIE fighter is actually a pretty cool looking set. Although I I don't have it and I don't know if I will get it, 
but um, I do I did think that set looked pretty cool, and it comes with a Kylo Ren, as well as uh the the bad guy, BB droid, um, BB nine E, <laughs> BB nine E, or as people are calling him, BB hate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of a cool thing about that set to get that that unique minifig. Yeah, I definitely want to get this set for myself because I'm I, I I'm a I'm a Kylo Ren fan. Uh, you know, I, I I like Adam Driver and I love his portrayal of that character. And I know he's kind of messed up in the head, but man, he really does it well. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I I really really do want to get this set, and uh, especially for the Kylo Ren minifig. Yeah, um, it's actually out of the out of all the sets. This was that was one that actually caught my eye as one that I may eventually want to get, but it's a, a higher price point. So that's um, it's going to go on the list of possible sets, but we'll see if I ever get to it. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to Lego, sometimes when you see a set for the first time, you kind of look at it and you're like, eh, especially if it's not based on a ship that you've seen before. But then after you watch the movie and you see like kind of how the ship was used, then suddenly you're like, oh, this is actually a cool set now. And that's kind of how I feel about the Resistance Bomber. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Especially um, the way it was used in the movie. Exactly, yeah. It, it plays a very significant role in the movie. Um, so that's why it's like, oh, okay, now maybe that would be a set that I would want to get. And this one actually comes with Vice Admiral Amelin Holdo, which is a very unique minifig as well. Oh, that's true. Is she wearing her pretty dress? <laughs> um, she is wearing... I mean, it does look like she's kind of got that... I don't know, actually. She's not in a dress, which I don't think we ever saw her in anything else, did we? No, she was only in her dress, the purple dress, the whole entire movie. Or the lilac, whatever whatever color you want to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can get a closer up look of her minifig. Yeah. So it does it, look like it's 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 the same type of thing that she has on, but she's got regular Lego legs and not dress Lego legs. Interesting. So I think they were still going for the look, um, but not committing to the dress. <laughs> so <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking at it? Yeah, I am. Yeah, she's totally wearing just regular Lego legs. <laughs> yeah, but she does. The top does look more like her dress. Um, mm-hmm. And it does look like it could be a very dark purple. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she does have the, the hair, the like the purple hair as well. Yeah, that's right. But that's cool. I really like the that it comes with the little bomb uh, pieces as well. Yes. Um, it does. It actually comes with um, Paige Tycho. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even see that minifig. Yeah, so I that would be po. cool to get. So you could get um, Paige and and oh. Rose if you got the shuttle. You could get so you'd have both sisters. That would be kind of cool. That's cool. I'll oh, see now. I see now that I love this movie. I want to get all the things. Before <laughs> I used to just focus on Star Wars Rebels, just Star Wars animation. I never really worried about the live action movies, and now I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> It's dangerous, and especially for someone like you who who likes to go all in on the collecting of certain t- oh, of certain gosh. things. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so let's look at the the first order heavy assault walker set, which is a pretty cool looking set. Um, and this one actually comes with Ray. That's right. So, yeah. So if you're looking for a Ray minifig, although there are other sets with her, 
but it comes with Ray and um, Captain <laughs> Captain Poe Dameron. Yeah, he, he's definitely the demoted minifig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that how he's listed? He is Captain oh, Poe Dameron. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, and then uh, then there's a dark tan hoodie. <laughs> That's what it says, dark tan hoodie minifig. And then, of course, the first order stormtrooper and then first order walker driver. Nice. And the is it the walker driver that's got the cool black stripe on his helmet? Is that what yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty cool looking minifig. Um, and I, this walker, especially in the movie, I thought was a very cool looking vehicle. Uh, toward the end of the movie you get to really see these things in action and I liked um, I liked the way they moved uh, they had a very much more of a fluid movement to them than kind of the, the traditional walkers yeah the the ones before were definitely more mechanical in their movements um, yeah I, I definitely need to go back and watch that over again because uh, it was very brief I thought the crate was going to have a larger part in the movie uh, but yeah, the parts that really captured my attention, uh, I guess, overshadowed the 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 poor walkers. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're there in the background, but I never really gave them much attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another set related to the Last Jedi is the First Order Star Destroyer, which, which um, I think kind of the the main thing that stands out about this this one is you can get um, Snoke as a minifig in this one. Oh, Snoke. That minifig looks so... It looks so much like... Um, and, and people made this reference uh, before to the gold member in, in Austin Powers, the third movie. <laughs> he looked a lot like My Mike Myers' character who was obsessed with gold. <laughs> and he was wearing a gold suit and he had blondish hair. Uh, so it, it looked like he had no hair at all. So yeah, this th this minifig just looks like that character from Austin Powers. <laughs> and I think this was the set that was images from this set was what leaked, which was the first kind of look we had at Supreme Leader Snoke. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this is the infamous <laughs> the infamous set that uh, people got some pictures from before they were supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think was a little misleading because a lot of the toys that we saw that were around Snoke as a character didn't do him justice um, and almost made him a bit comical. <laughs> yes. but, when you, but when you saw him in the movie, he was very intimidating. At least I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought it, it was kind of hard to do that character justice in toy form. But um, on screen, he, he was actually pretty scary. Yeah. There's also that Halloween mask that you can get where it's just Snoke's face. And it's that's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this set also comes with BB-9E, uh, so if you if you wanted to get a different set with him in it, that this would be one you could get. Um, let's see, what else do we have? So this one I thought you might be interested in, the First Order Specialists Battle Pack. Oh, which, because it's mini. So it's mini. It's not it's not necessarily a micro fighter, but it is a mini set. I think it's only like fifteen bucks, and it comes with the execution uh, troopers. That's right, yeah. So it actually it looks pretty cool. Just for getting those two troopers, I think I would pick this setup because uh, they come with the cool ex execution staff um, and the cool-looking helmets. Yeah, yeah, that looks like a cool minifig. Um, it looks like a cool set with the four minifigs. 
Yes, and then the Octo Island training set, which I don't think is actually out yet. I think it's coming early January. But this set is kind of, it's got one of the Jedi structures from the island of Octo. Comes with Rey, like training version Rey, Luke in his white robes, and also comes with a porg. It comes with a porg, and there's also a fish. <laughs> But not quite the size of the fish that Luke was carrying around. No, no. <laughs> but yes, there is a fish. Um, yeah, no, and unfortunately it doesn't come with the uh, the creepy creatures that Luke was milking either. No, oh my gosh, no. that was, uh, that that part probably is my, my least favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's just visually disturbing. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it does not come with that. But it does come with like a little tiny measuring cup. So it looks like maybe Luke was baking on, on Acto <laughs> at one point or another. <laughs> He's got to do something with your time on that island. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that looks like a fun little set. And I think it's pretty cheap. If I think I saw that it's only like $30. So just, you know, you get a Porg minifig, you can get a Ray minifig, you get a, a Luke minifig. Uh, might be worth just picking up those minifigs for that cheap of a price. Uh, another one that hasn't been released yet but is coming is the Defense of Crate. Comes with one of the ski speeders. Is that what they were called? I think so. And that one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got some kind of basic minifigs, but it does come with a unique minifig. Um,. And I don't remember the character's name, but it's the general that kind of steps out onto the flats first before everybody else, the guy with the white hair. That's right. I don't remember his name either, but that was where Gareth Edwards made his cameo appearance. That's true. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm thinking, I'm remembering now because he was also in The Force Awakens. I think his name was General Amat. Oh, Emat. No. Oh, Emat. That's right. Because he was in the book with ah. uh, Han Solo, The Smuggler's Run, I think it was. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think that's where Leia had first sent Han to do some sort of mission, and it was to rescue that particular individual. And I can't believe I remember that because it's one of the novels that I was just like, do I really have to read this? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you dropping book knowledge on me. Right? <laughs> this is a first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so minifig... Uh, General Amat, which uh, I think w this will probably be the only set he's ever in. So if you want to get that uh, <laughs> minifig, you might want to pick this one up. And I think that's Poe Dameron as well. Um, yeah, in this yeah set. I think so. So, yeah. so Poe's in a handful of sets, but uh, Finn, no love for Finn. I feel like Finn should be in this set. That's true. He, he should be. He's the one that tried to fly the thing right down the, the, the barrel of the gun. But, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you could have Rose or Finn in this set, but no, they went with Poe. I guess maybe they thought Poe was more popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is a microfighter. <laughs> more than a, a microfighter. There's there's a few here, so I thought this would be probably what you were most interested in because interested in, I know you're a big fan of the microfighters, but there are some Last Jedi microfighters coming. Um, I and they're want actually gonna be all doing of them. Some two packs. All of them, Aaron. I need all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the cool thing about these microfighters is they actually come with like named characters. At least some of them do. And I thought maybe specifically the the A-wing versus Tie Silencer 
would be a set that you'd be interested in because it comes with uh, a little microfighter of Kylo Ren's craft as well as Kylo Ren. I, I'm just like overjoyed right now. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> and it oh, comes man. with the cool, like the, the little A-Wing fighter, which, uh, and it comes with the, the minifig for the, the pilot of the A-Wing, although I'm blanking on her name. But I know she's she's become kind of popular in fandom because people want to know more about her character. That's true. But then she died. She did die in, in a very sad way, too. Like, she just kind of defenseless sitting in her craft, uh, you know, in the Getting sh- in ready. The hangar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. And yeah, oh, that, man. Happens, that happens to too many characters in Star Wars. It really <laughs> like, does. That person's cool. Oh, never mind. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's also that other set, the Ski Speeder versus the First Order Walker. Oh man, yes, I'm so excited. That one, that one looks cool too. Although I'm trying to see, looks like we just get some generic minifigs there. Although the guy with the the Resistance guy with the beard, I bet he's got a name. Oh, most likely. Yeah, yeah. we just got to look it up in the visual dictionary. We'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> and what else is there? I think that's pretty much it for the Lego sets. Um, I, there's a few more out there, but th- these are the ones that kind of caught my eye. And, um, you know, I, there's definitely a handful of these I would like to have, but um, we'll see if I actually pull the trigger on them. Yeah, but, yeah, I definitely got to get the micro fighters. I've been, yeah. I've fallen behind with my collection of them, so I definitely need to get back on that. Um, find some of them on eBay because I know some of them have already gone out of production. So, ah, so so many Lego sets. Aaron, what did you do? I blame you, Aaron. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take the blame. Um, there's a there is actually a, a new Millennium Falcon microfighter that's coming as well that is going to be uh, with Chewbacca. Yeah, so, that's cool. So. It should have come with a Porg too. you know they were nesting inside of there they're kind of part of the millennium falcon now i could see that yeah i could definitely see there being a porg uh it would make sense for there to be a porg there but i mean do we not already have enough porg merchandise (laughs) that's true i really want Ooh, i want a lego minifig of the crystal fox the uh the vault text yes that would be cool I need that. <laughs> and for those of you that are looking for the Porg minifig, um, previously the only place you could get it was with the Millennium Falcon, the $800 Millennium Falcon. So now good news for, for people that want that, you can now get it in a, in the um, the Octo training set. So you don't have to fork out the $800 to get your, your uh, Just minifig. the one Porg minifig. Just, just for the Porg. <laughs> that, that diehard Porg fan out there that bought that set just to get it. Oh no! <laughs> and now they're kicking themselves. You're like, you mean I could have just bought this thirty-five dollar set? <laughs> oh uh, gosh! <laughs> but yeah, so that's yeah, that's uh, some of the Lego sets around the movie. But we both have seen the movie a couple times, and we're here, so we might as well talk about it a little bit. Give our give our thoughts on the movie. Um, I know I had said earlier that I felt like after my first viewing that I had been punched in the face by Star Wars. Um, and not necessarily in a bad way. It was just there was a lot going on there that I had to kind of figure out. But um, what was your kind of first reaction walking out of that theater? Walking out of the theater, I thought, 
Uh, well, the first thing I tweeted was it was two thirds amazing and one third frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two thirds amazing because I got to see a lot of the things that I wanted and I didn't think I would get. And uh, the one third frustrating part were very minor things that over the past two days or so in talking with other people and reading other people's perspectives, I've kind of let go of them, um, you know, killed the past and whatnot. <laughs> sort of like what Kylo Ren was suggesting. Let uh, it die. But yeah, let it die. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've grown out of some of those things. Um, I think one of them was, um, oh, just the, uh, the fact that we lost Haldo. Haldo was uh, such an awesome character. And then you know, she unfortunately perished, but she did it in such an awesome way. And, and oh gosh, that was such an epic, move that she did and i and I, this is what i love about star wars they always give us something different you know in, in rogue one it was the hammerhead uh hitting the star destroyer and then you have hyperspace just splitting a ship apart didn't it remind you of kind of what hera did in star wars rebels yeah yeah when she hyperspace through a ship Oh, through like the 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 entrance, and then left right through the exit, and that was so cool. It exactly reminded me of that. Yeah. So if Holdo was a better pilot like Harris, she would have been able to figure it out and survive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only Harris could pull that move off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then what else? I what else did I find frustrating? Uh, Oh, there were very tiny things and. Uh, I eventually am watching the second time around. I watched The Force Awakens again because I wanted my mom to prep for it <laughs> before watching the sequel. And I found that I loved The Force Awakens more than I originally thought because it was one of those things where I just I wasn't used to seeing these new characters and I didn't connect with them all that well, except for Kylo Ren, mainly because of his in- just internal struggle and anyone can connect with that. And uh, when I'm watching it again, I thought, man, I actually do really love this movie. I really do love these characters. And and then I watched the, the second time around and I just came out loving every single part of it, except for that that milking part. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing in the whole movie you didn't like. I was like, no, I, we can edit that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, like when I first left the movie, I just felt very, I, I think what happens to me when I get really hyped up for something is I bring a ton of baggage with me when I go into it Ah. and going into this movie because I think because a big part of it was being a big fan of Luke Skywalker as a character mm. and knowing that when these movies were announced and that we were going to get more about these characters and they announced that the original actors were coming back, you know, you start to imagine in your head what that means and what those these characters are going to be like and what they're going to do. Yeah. And then we got, we got the first Force Awakens, and it was a great movie for Han, but there was no Luke anywhere. And then you, you get the kind of introduction of Luke at the very end of The Force Awakens. So you're like, okay, The Last Jedi, that's going to be Luke's movie. Um, and so you... For me personally, I had it really built up in my head what I was hoping they were going to do with the movie. And then I watched the movie and they did not do at all what I had hoped that they would do with that character. <laughs> what in were fact, you hoping? They, um, 
I mean, I think I was hoping for a little bit more. I understood that he was going to be because they had kind of prepared us for the idea that he was not going to want to train Ray and that he was going to be kind of not what she was expecting. So she may be disappointed in him as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, okay, that's going to be the start of the movie is going to be like that. But then he, throughout the movie, he's going to kind of become himself again and then turn back into old Luke that we all know, the legendary hero, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and be a big part of kind of the future of the story. Like I thought he, I was hoping that he would be a part of the kind of the reestablishment of the Jedi. Um, but no, we didn't get that with him, his character in this movie. So it was a little disappointing. And then even at the end where you kind of got, he, he kind of did something where you, you're like, okay, that was kind of cool. He redeemed himself, but then he died. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, so yeah, that was, that was hard for me to stomach. And I think, it took me a while to kind of think about it and then going and seeing it a second time and just already knowing that that's what was going to happen and then just trying to focus on the story as it was told and not on what I wanted mm-hmm. there to be. Um, I was able to kind of enjoy the movie a lot more the second time. Yeah, yeah. I was I was shocked that my mom loved it. I was worried because, she, you know, she grew up with the original trilogy like everyone, almost everyone else, and... I was worried what her take would be on it. And she came out loving that movie. And she cried when Luke disappeared. And uh, she even made me cry. Hearing her cry made me cry. And I hadn't initially started crying. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's interesting seeing that character. And even they even referenced the whole legend thing. You know, they we all built him to be this legend, but really he was just like everyone else with his own insecurities, with his own uh, issues. And, and, you know, we see a part of Luke that we never really thought we could see, which was him thinking about taking a life in order to prevent something that may not have come to pass. Um, But in doing it, he sort of fulfilled it. And, uh, and out of that came Kylo Ren and, and it's very sad, but it, it was also very human. And I, and I was just like, man, that's, that's something that I could see myself if I were in his shoes, having a problem with, like, do I go and, and stop something from happening or should I just let it happen and see? And yeah, it was very fascinating. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, this, the character, they really did humanize the character of Luke Skywalker. Um, the sad part for me is we never got to see the legend in action. So I'm really hoping that... Um, and we we did get that scene at the end where he does some really awesome stuff and he kind of projects himself onto Crate, um, which I'm really happy that they, they gave us that. Um, but I really want now, because now I know that he's gone, and I'm sure he'll come back probably as a Force ghost or, or whatever in the next movie to help Ray out. But um, I really want to know kind of the gap between the Return of the Jedi and and the destruction of his Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. and kind of what you know, because I do want to see him training Jedi students. That's something I've always wanted to see in Star Wars, and we really didn't even get to see him train Rey. You know, there was a couple moments where he started to train her, but then everything just kind of went bad. Um, so we never really got to see a full on you know Luke Skywalker Jedi Master training the next generation. Um, and so I really would like to see some in some medium, if it's not, if it's comics, books, animated series, whatever, 
um, of that time period where he was kind of searching the galaxy for other Force users and, and training them and, and establishing that academy. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I, I'd love, I definitely would like to see it in the form of an animated show, just because you get to stick around with them longer, um, and in, in the form of an animated series. So, uh, yeah, and it's sort of like Order sixty six. You know, you you have these characters that all of a sudden they're gone, but then you have the animated show that goes through. You know, most of these characters' lives, and you you kind of know in the back of your mind, man, these characters are gonna die. <laughs> so <laughs> I I feel like if they were to do that with an animated show, it'd be really successful because, you know, you you'd get to connect with these characters, and then when you find when you think about the fact that we lose them at a certain point in time, it just hurts even more, and it it, it really emphasizes the fact that, man, what happened was truly a tragedy yeah yeah and i i think it would be it would be really cool to see even just some of these individual characters that were involved because we got to see the destruction pretty much of his academy and we know and we got to see kylo ren there or ben solo there and and he looked pretty old in that scene like he didn't look like he was a kid right yeah and so Makes I was kind of wondering, how much time. yeah, exactly. Like I'm kind of wondering where it, where does that happen? Like how long has Luke been on this island? Like has it only been like a year or two, or has it been five years? Has it, you know? So it would be interesting to kind of know the timeline, um, and then even and kind of learn more about all of these characters that could have been at that academy. You know, we know that there are other Force users out there, um, so who you know who was at the academy who died who got you know who went with kylo you know did they become the knights of ren there's all this like really cool storytelling opportunity here yeah uh, that i really hope they fill in these in these gaps and we know for sure that rowan did not <laughs> did not die or become a knights of ren <laughs> because in my heart of hearts i know this not to be the case <laughs> Well, he was out getting sandwiches, right? Isn't that what That's uh, right. Yes, he was Bill out getting sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of like that episode in Community where um I forget the character's name already, but he comes uh he was getting pizza and then he comes back uh, into the apartment and he finds everyone, everything's on fire, people are fighting with each other and it's a whole mess and that's exactly what Rowan will be like. <laughs> He'll come back with sandwiches and he'll be like, "What happened?" <laughs> What happened, guys? <laughs> and then he'll and then he'll eventually find Ray, and then he can join up with the new academy. Yes, um, this there. is perfect. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> fingers crossed. Rowan Freemaker. Um, but that's actually kind of that leads to a a question I have about where they left us off with this movie because uh, Luke is gone. You know, for for all intents and purposes, he's gone. I mean, he can obviously come back as a Force Ghost. We've seen Yoda do it. We've seen Obi Wan do it. But you know, Ray is very still very young in in her training and in the Force. I mean, she just got discovered on on uh, uh, Jakku, and there's hardly any time passed at all between the first movie and the second movie. So it's not like she's had a lot of time to kind of be the leader of the Jedi moving forward. So it is kind of an interesting dynamic now because there isn't really anyone else out there for her to kind of touch base with. Um, 
Maybe Ezra. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, as much as we would both love that, I doubt they're going to introduce him in the third movie of this show. No, no, they're not. <laughs> but in my head canon, I, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess there's no reason why they couldn't. Now, I don't know if it would be Ezra, but maybe there could be another character out there that we just haven't met yet that you know that is has some connection to the Jedi or some connection to the force, like a Bendu type or something that she could commune with, uh, to learn more about the force. But it just seems like she has a lot to learn before she could even pass on the knowledge. And we only have one movie left in the trilogy. So it's like, where, where is all of that time going to, you know, happen? Um, or will they maybe do a big time jump? And then third movie, you know, is five years from now. Um, so she had five years to go and kind of learn stuff and, and start to find other force users. So I do, it, it is kind of a weird place they left us with the story. It really is. And it also begs the question of, should there be any formal training? Should just, should people, I mean, we saw a little kid at the very end of the movie who had been on Canto Bite and he force pulls that broom to himself and we know that this kid is force sensitive and that he's going to be the future children of the force and whatnot. And I, should there be some formal training? Should their powers just, you know, if you never use it, you lose it in a sort of situation. Does that need to exist? Um, no, I think you, if you have the force, you should just run around the galaxy haphazardly <laughs> using it. Um, <laughs> Yes, there should be some sort of training. <laughs> really? I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I think... feel like the moment you start to regulate and you start to put rules on things like the Jedi Order did, that's when you're going to start running into those kinds of problems again. I, I completely agree with you. I think that, and maybe this is something that Luke was already um, doing at his academy, and I hope he would be, and he could he could be using what he learned about the Jedi as kind of the starting point, mm-hmm. but then adjust some of it um, because, because he would have to learn from the failures of the Jedi. And he was very aware of the failures of the Jedi and pointed them out, you know, like that the, the Jedi kind of have a history of, of making a lot of mistakes. Um, so I think he would probably use the, the basics of that training, but also um, make some adjustments to it. Right. And, and Ray did retain the the knowledge of the like the books that were in that tree. Yes, that's you know, right. She did get those books. We had the conversation with Yoda where Luke was like saying, "Hey, it's time for the Jedi to end," and Yoda's like, "No, nah, not really." <laughs> you know, I told you to pass on the knowledge that you had, and you didn't do it. Um, and I think Yoda was well aware that those books weren't in the tree when he burned it down. Yeah. So yeah. I think in some form, the Jedi will continue and, and Ray will be the leader or will be the kind of driving force behind the Jedi. But we'll probably see a different version of the Jedi than we saw like in the in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom mentioned that it's it'll be her interpretation, because when you read those kind of texts, it's it's based on your interpretation. You know, everyone interprets the Bible differently. Um, and, and all these other religious texts. So we can assume that for Ray, she'll interpret it differently and, 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 and adhere or apply certain rules differently based on her uh, understanding. Yeah, I completely agree with your mom. 
<laughs> she's so smart she was talking about it all the way home and i'm just like man why am, why am i not recording this right now <laughs> <laughs> the drive home podcast <laughs> um what was some well i know you're a big uh raylo shipper yes so you had to be eating up some scenes in this movie oh man aaron when i <laughs> when i was watching this back in california i I was freaking out internally. I, I, I remember looking around the theater and thinking, am I the only one who's seen this right now? <laughs> did it, they make this just for me? <laughs> did they, yeah, exactly. And I like I've read, I, I love reading fan fiction. I love reading what people have to put out there. And uh, I've read several where it's always led to this mental bond shared between these two characters and how Snoke is involved and and, and how they have to team up to stop Snoke. And I thought, oh, my God, is Ryan Johnson one of those fanfic writers? (laughs) Did he write this fanfic? (laughs) And I was so shocked that they were going in a place where I thought they would never go because... You know, it's the stuff of fan fiction, really. And and I was just in awe of it all. <laughs> I mean, of course, there are some people out there who are like, oh, my gosh, you're so gross. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, ship whatever you want to ship. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I was just totally in awe of it. And, uh, yeah, and then, of course, me being on Tumblr and, and checking out the tags, I read people's analysis of it and you know apparently every time you see them in this mental bond they get closer and closer like he he starts approaching her closer and closer and being more open with her and and up until the point where it leads to them touching their hands and then that's when they see sort of their futures or the the near futures that they're going to have when she boards the ship um and yeah oh man it it blew me away Aaron it was a fantastic So what do you think Kylo's motivation was in this? Because I know Snoke was the reason why they were connected. Yeah. It wasn't like Kylo reached out to her or no, she reached yeah. out to him. Mm-hmm. But once the connection was made, um, do you think Kylo kind of played into it a little bit and made her feel like... Because she definitely felt like there was the 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 possibility that he would go light. Exactly. Um, yeah. Do you think he played into that a little bit and and kind of pretended... To be more susceptible than he really was? I I want to say that he was definitely more open and vulnerable. Um, like he, he definitely wanted to share certain parts of himself so that it would entice her to come to him because he knew he was already fed up with Snoke. Um, and, and you can tell after that first meeting that they had that he was pissed. And, and, and I think the more he started interacting with Ray, the more he thought this could be one of the ways that I can go about ending him. And he probably didn't think about it too much because obviously Snoke would have seen it coming. But uh, I think it was somewhere there, there in the back of his mind, just slowly but surely forming up up until that moment finally happened. Do you think that... um he brought Ray there specifically to help him defeat Snoke or do you think he just 
Because it sounds like you you said he was already fed up with Snoke, so you think that he came there with the purpose of killing Snoke, or do you think he just saw an opportunity arise and just did it? Like yeah, I think I think that's what it was because he he's already at the point where if um, if another button button gets pushed, um, he's gonna explode, and I think he saw that opportunity uh, with Ray there, and and he also saw the potential of Ray. So he knew that in in taking her out, he there was just no way for him to move up in the ladder of power. Um, whereas with her help, he could eliminate Snoke and then have her join forces with him. So yeah, I don't think his intention ever, was ever to to be good. Um, and then he definitely saw the opportunity and and he took it. Yeah, the the movie had me like it was just messing with my head because at this point I believed that, well, first of all, I did not think they would kill Snoke. <laughs> yeah. So, that that was amazing. <laughs> so when it happened, I was just like, what? Like this was the kind of big mysterious bad guy that they have now finally revealed. And when they reveal him, he, they've shown him to be very powerful, like more powerful arguably than any dark side user we've seen at least in some of the things they were showing him do. But Snoke just seemed like he was on a different level. Yeah, yeah. And so just as you're coming around on like, oh, this guy isn't just some comical, like, giant projection. Like, he's actually this really powerful dark side user that is going to be somebody that's going to be a problem for for the good guys to defeat. And then they dispatch of him so quickly, and there was all this mystery around him that we still don't know anything about him. Um, I was very surprised that they did yeah. that. And even when you start to see the the handle of the lightsaber turn toward him and you kind of see it coming, but I was like, "Oh, he's just going to get injured." But, well, I thought but, he was I thought he was just going to deflect it somehow. Yeah. Right. Like I thought either he was going to deflect it and and continue to be seen or to, to be shown as this powerful character or there would be some sort of an injury, but he would survive and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, be something they'd have to still continue to deal with. But the fact that he literally, like, topples over, like, half of his body falls into the ground, and it's, like, no doubt that he's dead. It's not like a Darth Maul-type situation where maybe he's still alive because he falls into some chasm. Like, he he's shown, like, zoom in on his face, his tongue is sticking out, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that shocked me. And then, to, so then in that moment, you're like, okay, Kylo now, he's fighting alongside Rey. They're beating up all the Praetoria guards. Like, wow, Kylo just turned good. There's no bad guys left. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, so I was like, like, my mind was reeling. Like, I'm just watching this, like, what is happening right now? I'm like, so confused. Like, maybe there's another big bad guy we just haven't been introduced to yet. But then right after they defeat all the guards, you know, he tries to turn Ray, and you're like, okay, never mind. He's still bad. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when 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 she turned around, when she's like focused on the fleet now, and when she turned around and said Ben, she saw it in his face that this is this is not what he wants. He wants power. He wants that position that Snoke was in, and and yeah, that's when I knew, like, dang it, dang, we were so close, but he never. That was never really his intention, and and I think that's. My mom and I were talking about that. We were like, not everyone can be redeemed. Not everyone can be saved. I mean, look at Maul. And, and you mm-hmm. know, everyone wanted him, thought that he was going to 
try to be I, I don't know what people were thinking when it came to Maul and Star Wars Rebels but that character was never going to be a good character or change or turn or anything like that that he was bad right from the get-go and 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 uh, this is the same for Kylo you know not everyone can turn not everyone's destined for that and yeah. I think Kylo is that character. I love this character. I want nothing more than to see him become Van again, um, just for the sake of Leia, you know, and, and and just so that they can continue this line of Skywalkers and, and have it be that, you know, not one of destruction, but one of of just creation. And, and unfortunately, I don't think that's the case. I think that's that with Kylo, it's going to end the Skywalker line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like this movie they really were trying to nail home that he's not, he you know he's kind of beyond redemption. Even Leia says like, hey, I know I've lost him at this point. Right, um, but Luke and- Luke does go on to say that not everyone leaves or something to that effect. Um, so Never, and that- like no one has ever truly lost or something. Lost I how something. He yeah, it. yeah. He gives her the dice, and and so you get the impression that maybe, but that might be just they're just probably like playing with your emotions at that point <laughs> yeah I've, I've i definitely have seen some fans that still believe that there's a possibility i've also seen fans still believe there's a possibility that ray's parents weren't uh scavengers oh, of like, course i mean <laughs> it's it's definitely something where fans don't want to let go of their personal you know kind of pet Head theories cannons, yeah <laughs> and you know i i struggle with that there were you know i was really holding out hope that ray was a skywalker um, even though everything, all the evidence was pointing against it, I, you know, up until, you know, Kylo says what he says in the movie, I was really on board with the possibility. Um, so when they kind of revealed, oh, you know, she's not really anybody, she's just, you know, her, her parents weren't notable people. Um, there was some disappointment for me, but, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought that might be the way they were going with it anyways. So, um, you know, I was, I was mentally prepared for that reveal. <laughs> I was so happy. I didn't want her to be a Skywalker. <laughs> Just so that my Raylo can live on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I like the idea of her being her own person, her own independent uh, individual. Because at one point, a very long time ago, Shmi Skywalker was her own person. And she gave birth to Anakin and so on and so forth. And then the Skywalker name became legend. Um, so who knows? Maybe Ray comes up with a name for herself. Maybe she discovers her true name. Who knows? And then her name will eventually become legend. So, yeah, I like to yeah. think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can get that. It does seem like, I guess for me, the only thing is the saga has always been a Skywalker saga. True, true. And so I was kind of hoping that... You know, it's not that I don't want to learn about people other that don't have the last name Skywalker. You know, I love, <laughs> you know, I love the Freemakers. I love, you know, Ezra Bridger. I love Kanan Jarrus. Like, there's all these other characters that you know I want to know more about, and it's not all about the Skywalkers all the time. But I felt specifically for this saga, you know, the way that it was like first three movies were about Anakin, the second three movies were about Luke, and I was kind of imagining that it would make sense for them to close it out with the final three movies, kind of being somewhere in that line and even if that meant it was kylo and he would turn good and then that would be you know kind of his story um and maybe it still is but for me for them to kind of cut it off midstream and be like oh wait no now all the skywalkers are gone kylo's bad and then raise the focus character and she's not related to any of them it it was kind of like a little surprising Mm. um 
that they didn't kind of stick with that. But I feel like Ryan Johnson was kind of like, part of me wonders if he's just really happy about the fact that he just completely confused everybody and flipped everything upside down. <laughs> he seems to get a lot of pleasure out of that. Um, it's it's and, very Dave Filoni of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's taken it even more so than Dave does. Dave, Dave, I feel like at least sticks very close to the themes that were established in the other movies. And he... And um, he doesn't introduce things that are so far out of the norm, although he has introduced some interesting things. Um, I felt like this movie was a little different. I had never, this was the first time I watched a Star Wars movie that I was like, this is not, they're not following the template. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Not even close, (laughs) which I know a lot of people love. Um, But it was, it's something that I had to get used to. And and you also wonder too, because The Force Awakens was a J.J. Abrams movie. And very much stuck close to the template of Star Wars. Right. And then you have Ryan Johnson, and he took a lot of the stuff that J.J. made. J.J. kind of made it seem like certain things were very important. And then it was almost like Ryan Johnson took it and was like, nope, that's not what I want to do with things. So let me throw out your ideas. And and then, but now it's going back to J.J. So it's like, it's going to be this weird dynamic. I'm like, is J.J. going to kind of try to pick back some of the stuff, like kind of go back to the trash can and pull things out? (laughs) Um, that Ryan Johnson got rid of, uh, you know, things like the Knights of Ren, like the Knights of Ren seemed like such a big deal in the force awakens. And then they weren't even mentioned in this movie. Right. Right. Uh, So I, I mean, it ultimately comes down to story group and what they think is the right way for the story to go. So it did feel like a lot of what was happening in this movie with Phasma and cause this character, they, you know, they built her up to be this in merchandise. They built her up to be this, you know, like big baddie and, and all, all all this stuff. And all of a sudden she dies in this movie and she only had what, like two, three lines in total. I like it just made me chuckle because I thought, wow, they're taking all these things that happened in The Force Awakens and they're completely eliminating them so that when they move forward, they don't have to deal with them anymore. Um, and uh, But I, I hope that's not the case, and I hope that just the story group has actual an actual plan. Obviously, they do. We just don't know about it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the third one will be like, really. And and my, something else my mom brought up and and I had mentioned over the weekend was that a lot of this uh, a lot of the things in this movie actually reminded me of star a lot of Star Wars Rebels like the whole thing could have been like a whole Star Wars Rebels episode for me um which is why I think I I loved it so much because a lot of the things that happened force wise was very Star Wars Rebels very Clone Wars with like the Mortis arc um you know just recently with the Lothwolves walking a folding space and whatnot, like these very bizarre concepts thrown at you. And, and that's why I recommend people watch animation because this, there's a lot of story going on there. A lot of the mythology and uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very excited to see if they touch on those things because the Mortis arc, you have the son and the daughter who represent this powerful darkness and this powerful light and and that's essentially Rey and Kylo. So would that ever tie in? Would they ever bring anything related to that concept on, into onto the screen, the live action screen, or or is it the consequences of that arc are still affecting 
the events that are taking place in this movie or in the movies going forward. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah. know that I need to I need to sit down with Dave Filoni and Ryan Johnson and we just need to talk things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem like there's a, a pretty big blank slate moving forward. They could really go anywhere with the story at this point. Um, yeah. They took some big players off the, the board that I didn't expect would be gone this early. Um, and they're really leaving things for it to be like, you know, Ray and Kylo really it being all about them. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of places they can go with it. I do wonder because it doesn't seem like there was a major plan for the trilogy and where it was going to go. Ryan Johnson has said in interviews that they kind of gave him a blank slate, like, Hey, you can do whatever you want with this story. And so I do wonder if they really don't know what the next one's going to be about. And they're kind of trying to work that out now. Um, because I thought it was pretty obvious that J.J. Abrams' vision for some of these characters is not what Ryan went with. So I don't think there was a a time where the story group sat down and said, hey, this is the outline of this trilogy. I think that the directors um, and writers of these movies have had a lot of input and and kind of are driving the story more so than the story group is interesting um, that's my personal yeah. opinion but that's not you know no, oh, no I know. Inside <laughs> <knowledge>. <laughs> yeah no it's an interesting way to think about it um yeah i just i just hope that whatever they come out with i mean the the, the fandom's pretty divisive already in terms of this movie um which is which is strange but also it to be expected i mean a lot of people just don't know how to let go <laughs> but but then i also understand that it's very hard to especially given you know the the importance of these characters and and the connection that we have to these specific characters so it's it's hard but at the same time i i welcome it and i welcome those changes however uh you know hard it is uh, however uh what's the word but yeah, I, I I definitely welcome it with open arms. These kinds of wild concepts and strange storylines. Yeah, I do, I think for me it's it's it was a little harder to kind of accept, just because of my history with some of these characters and you know and even some of the baggage that I brought in from just being a fan of kind of the legend stuff. Um, there was a lot of a lot of story that was told that involved like Luke and Leia and Han. Um, that is kind of some of my favorite stuff with those characters. And so when you see it, when you see the the movies that are, or the stories that are being presented now take such a different turn, um, it, it is it's kind of hard. I I'll admit it. It is it it can be hard to to go with it, mm-hmm. but. I've learned as a fan of Star Wars is you have to go with it. <laughs> you know, you yeah, kind of go with the flow, man. <laughs> it's, it's not our story to tell. You know, it's it, we definitely have our preferences and what we want to see, but ultimately, it's someone else's story to tell us. And um, so I'm open to the new direction, although it wasn't what I was hoping for. Um, it didn't. It wasn't one of those like it didn't kill it for me. You know, it wasn't something like where I was like, all right, I'm done with Star Wars. You know. Yeah, which a lot of people that turned out to be their reaction. Um, I hope I hope they you know see the the light and sort of come back to it and realize that it's not all bad. There's a lot of cool stuff happening, um, not just in the movies, but you know, in animation with FreeMakers and all these other shows that we're watching. The next show that they're um, undoubtedly working on right now. 
So, yeah, I I can't wait to see what that will be and if it plays any part with anything that we saw in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, and upon a second viewing of this movie, I really did enjoy... I mean, there I had issues with certain things. Um, I thought the story of, like, the ship that couldn't catch the other ship was a little, like, okay. Like, <laughs> I felt like there was... That was kind of a hard explanation to accept that they couldn't just catch up to the other ship. You know, it's funny because my brother, who's... Uh, my brother and I are super... We're big fans of Stargate and Stargate... Uh, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis. And he uh, just recently watched uh, Stargate Atlantis over again. And apparently there was an episode where it was that same concept, where there was a ship after another ship, and no matter how many times they jumped, it would still follow them at that speed and whatnot. And uh, and then there was also a Battlestar Galactica episode, like the remake, where it was the first, the first episode, I think it's called 33 Minutes. Every 33 minutes, the Cylons appear. And and that's exactly what came to mind when watching it. So it wasn't that it wasn't really that strange of a, of a story, but it, it felt really familiar. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like the other sci-fi shows that I watch. Because <laughs> you know, a lot of the time, this show is it's more fantasy than it is uh, a science fiction. Yeah, and it was something I just went with because I was like, there's no way you're gonna ex- explain this in a way that I'm gonna accept it. Yeah, so I'm just gonna have to go with it because. You see, like, Finn and and Rose take their shuttle and jump across the galaxy to another planet and come back to the exact same point. And you see Rey jump in, and she, you know, she lands into Kylo's ship, and then Chewie shoots off somewhere else, and then he comes back. And it's just like, okay, if anyone can hyperspace away and then hyperspace back to a particular point, then why couldn't the First Order do the exact same thing? You know, why couldn't they hyperspace away and then hyperspace back to be at the same place? You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit closer, you mean? Like, like so that they can get closer to their target? Yeah, if they know the coordinates of the ship that they're chasing, and it's like, I don't know the, I don't know the space terms for it, but, you know, if it's like 100 miles in front of you, um, then why not just jump away and then jump back 100 miles in front of you? That's true. I wonder. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, just, I wonder if they just found found it more um, satisfying knowing that the rebels were really at the at the last of their at the end of the line, and then they just found it more satisfying that when they did finally run out of fuel, that was it, and they just you know they just waited patiently to watch them slowly die. Yeah, I, I like think Hux, that's what Hux it is. was just loving it, and so he didn't, even though he knew he could take them out faster. Yeah, it's sort of like Thrawn when at the very end of season three, when they are bombarding Adalon, you know, all of a sudden he stops when he could have just gone all the way and just eliminated that that ghost, the the um, Phoenix Quadrant completely. But, you know, he decided, no, let's go down there and, and, and do the uh, the territorial assault or whatever the the terrain assault so i thought oh yeah i guess it's sort of like that you know they they like to take their time with their with their prey (laughs) (laughs) uh so i liked hux i thought hux was funny oh my gosh hux (laughs) at the very beginning with poe saying that he was holding (laughs) and that he was looking for hux the pasty guy (laughs) he called him hugs i think at one point oh really he did 
Yeah, he called him like General Hugs. <laughs> but... Oh man, it was, he was such a funnier character. There was a lot more humor in this movie than it was in The Force Awakens. Yeah, and I think I think that was one of the issues you hear a lot of people say it was oh it was too funny or too slapsticky, which I think even for my tastes, I, there were a couple of moments where I was just like, all right. You know, let's they drug that joke out a little too long, but um, but definitely once again on a second viewing, it was a lot. You know, I didn't it didn't hit me as hard because I I guess I was expecting it, right? So I didn't feel like it was it was too much. Mm. Um, but it was probably right on the edge of what I like to see in a Star Wars movie as far as humor goes. Um, but yeah, Hux this time around, I just love I love the way that that character is played by uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Oh yeah, because he's not. You, if you've seen him in other movies, he doesn't play that type of role very often. No, no, no. He usually plays a different, a totally different type of character. So to see him play this kind of snively, you know, petty type character who's always jealous of Kylo, and um, it's funny to watch. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Kylo has been knocked out and he's laying on the ground. And Hux is standing there, and like, and he starts to like pull his <laughs> yeah. blaster out, like he's like, "I'm gonna finish this guy off." And then like Kylo wakes up, and he slowly moves his jacket back over top of <laughs> <Yeah>. it, like, <laughs> like he had that moment, like he had his moment right there that he could have done it, but he he waited a little too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think my favorite scene really was just the that lightsaber going through Snoke and then coming oh. toward Ray, she catches it. They, you know, she stands up, they look at each other and then they turn to each other's backs and they start fighting it out with the, uh, with the guards. Oh man, that was, that was just epic to me. And I remember I was telling my mom, I, I had my hands on my head <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Um, the, like the theater just erupted. It was just Oh, so so epic, and and yeah, that was definitely my favorite scene coming out of that movie. Yes, yeah, the theater I was in was definitely the diehards. I went to a six p.m. showing, so it was like kind of the early fan event showing. Gotcha. Um, so it was the people that were willing to pay way too much for a movie ticket <laughs> um, because the extras they gave us were not worth the the amount of money they charged us. But yeah, it was you know insane how the the crowd just went wild when when that all happened as as also when the stuff with luke happened at the end was another like people were literally like standing up out of their seats cheering yeah um so yeah there was there was definitely some cool moments in there we uh i don't want to spend too much more time because we've, we've been talking a while so we should probably wrap up soon but we haven't really talked about rose at all um, so I'd be interested to hear what you think about her character if you if you were a fan and if you were a fan of Rose slash Finn. Oh yeah, so I I I loved uh, Rose's character. She was really um, unique in that she was sort of like a fan who was like, "Oh my God, it's Finn! Breathe, breathe!" <laughs> <laughs> and and I love that aspect of her and. Uh, I also liked that she took initiative, that she didn't let Finn talk over her. She would, you know, try to say what she needed to say in that moment. Um, I like that she pointed out the flaws when they were in Canto Bites. And uh, and I definitely liked uh, how she wanted to free those five years. What I, I was not a big fan of the whole Finn and Rose thing. I, I'm big on 
why can't guys and women just be friends? <laughs> you know, um, why does it always have to lead into a romance? So um, obviously, that's, I don't think they're going to do that with Ray and Kylo. Um, you, you know, these are two people who already chosen their paths. And um, as much as I ship it, uh, that just that just exists in the fandom it doesn't exist in the in the story but in the story they kind of look like they're going with this sort of little romance and i don't know i i just prefer them to be just best friends i you know someone that finn can rely on someone that she can rely on um but i wish and, and i know this is not a thing that everyone uh prefers or doesn't want to see and feels like it's not their star wars or whatever but i i really wish they would have had the the um the nerve to go and and go with uh Poe and Finn, <laughs> you know, like that that would have been really interesting. But I I guess they wanted to establish something for Finn, make him um more human because you know his his whole childhood and his whole adult adulthood has been robbed by the First Order, and then he's starting to experience these new things. And and Rose I guess is going to play a part in that. So. I guess, but you know, <laughs> I guess it could have gone a little bit differently. I, I wish it could have gone a little bit differently. What about you? Yeah, um, I I liked her a lot as a character. Um, I think I part part of the reason is the actress, you know, has really endeared herself to the fandom, um, and you see her almost like you said, kind of as a fan. Like she's she's not she doesn't have this big long resume as an actress, so this is kind of one of her first big movies. And she almost doesn't believe the fact that she's in it, um, right? Which, yeah, <laughs> which makes her feel like one of us. You know, she's a fan that kind of got it. You know, got to be part of something bigger. Um, so I think she just seems like a really cool person. So it made me like her character even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole Finn thing, I think you're right. Like she was in, she was enamored by him as a hero of the resistance, and so I think there was like this crush going on, and I think that was fulfilled at the end with the kiss and. But it wasn't like a passionate kiss, you know, it was just kind no. of like a little, like a little sweet, cute kind of kiss. Yeah. And so I was, I was fine with it. I thought it was cute. I thought her crush on him was kind of cute, but I don't know if they're going with that as like a long-term thing, because I do think there's a little bit more going on between, um, you know, I think Finn has eyes for Ray. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's another one. I'm like, I, why can't they just be best friends? Yeah. Well, why? Why does that? I why is see. that the case with certain characters? But then you want Ray and Kylo. Like, Listen, Aaron. <laughs> you, you, it feels like it's not a fair, you know, little. You know what it hypocritical. is. Hypocritical. Oh, and this is okay. I know we're we're going over here, but um, another thing that I really loved about this movie was just these cool uh, reminders of Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, there were instances that I was just like, oh, my God, that's just, like, the drill. You know, the this this um, this thing that they were going to use to bring down the, the, the wall on Crate. It reminded me of the drill episode where they're trying to take down the wall in Bossing Say. And then there, there was the whole... Um, you know, Zuko and Katara and Katara trying to get to Zuko and you think Zuko's sort of going to the light side and then all of a sudden Aang shows up and then he partners up with Azula and, and it turns out that he's not going to be the good guy that you want him to be. And and that's exactly what I saw with Rey and, and, 
and Kylo. So to me, Rey and Kylo is, is Zuko and, and Katara. And I never, never liked that Katara ended up with Aang. What? <laughs> so I, yes, yes, I'm saying it now. I'm stating this <laughs> today. I, I'm still so bitter about that because Katara and Zuko were actually in writing supposed to end up together, but then they ended up changing it. And I'm like, no, it should have been Zutara from the, from the beginning. And so to me, it's, uh, you know, him representing the darkness and her representing the light. There's this, this, this yin and yang balancing each other, opposites attract sort of thing. This trope that I always enjoy reading about. And, and that's why these two characters really, like, in my mind, go hand in hand with each other. And then that's why... I needed to go into the avatar thing. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I get it. I, I do think there is, um, they're, they're kind of telegraphing the way certain characters feel, but then other characters aren't necessarily re, re, um, responding to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like, and there's a lot of that going on. I, I think that like Finn, at least from The Force Awakens even, like there was kind of that, you could tell he was kind of attracted to Rey. Right. But yeah. <laughs> Ray never, but Ray never kind of gave that back, mm-hmm. and so I think that's still going on. And then you have that with Rose, kind of she's kind of into Finn, but Finn doesn't necessarily seem to be kind of giving it back either. Um, so I think they're establishing a couple of very interesting dynamics that may play out in the next movie, where you know we may see see some of these characters disappointed in not necessarily uh, getting with who they want to get with. Um, right. Even even at the end of this movie where Poe introduced himself to Ray, you kind of get this moment of like, oh, wait, maybe they're introducing another option here. You know? Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> I, I also... We're just I also shipping sh- all over the place right now. I was. I am a, I'm a big multi-shipper. I, I ship lots of ships. <laughs> so, yeah, Poe and Ray is actually one of the ones that I shipped when Force Awakens came out, too. Um, and I think it was because of the novelization they had they had been introduced in that in that book, um, but obviously the movies uh, trump over anything that happens in the novels. So uh, the fact that they got introduced here and it, it was a very noticeable moment. And I thought, oh no, it's come back, my Poe and my Poe <laughs> and Ray <laughs> shipping. I can feel it. I feel the vibes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I just want. I feel like there were purposeful moments in the movie where they're setting up some some interesting. Uh, relationship dynamics for the next film. Yeah. So we'll see if maybe Finn gets a little jealous of Poe, or maybe Rose gets jealous of Ray. You know, there's going to be some, some, some uh, interesting things going on. We'll see. Yeah. Or maybe we're just reading way too into it. You know, <laughs> nothing <too>. happens. <laughs> you know. But I figured if I was going to talk uh, shipping with anyone, it would be you. So this yes! is the podcast to do it on. <laughs> So I guess that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Anything else notable you wanted to point out before we uh, wrapped up? No, I think that was it. I made sure to write down Avatar on my little notepad because I made, I wanted to make sure I, I mentioned it. And I did. Whew. <laughs> nice. Uh, Leia will be interesting to see because they did not uh, kill her character in this movie. And we do know that um, the actress is no longer with us. So it'll be interesting to see. How they, how intru- they or how yeah. they include her in the next movie if they include her in the next movie how is she gonna play out so um so JJ's, I feel like JJ Abrams has his work cut out for him uh Ryan Johnson came in scattered all the toys all over the floor and 
Um, <laughs> JJ's got to come in and not necessarily clean it up in a bad way, but he's. I feel like uh, there is definitely going to be some challenges for him with with where we stand right now. Oh, here's a perfect. Oh, uh, he, so Ryan Johnson basically tore up a Lego set, and now JJ Abrams has to put the Lego set back together again without the instructions. Without instructions, yes, that's a there that's a go. good way to put it. Way to, <laughs> that, that's perfect for this show. <laughs> but yeah, so with that, I guess we can uh, wrap up. I, I mean, we both, I'm sure, have a ton more thoughts on this movie um, that may play out in other podcasts that we do. But um, if we just talked about it all night, um, you know, that would be a lot for me to edit. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up then. Um, as usual, you guys can find our show on iTunes. You can leave us a review over there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com/starscavengers. Twitter at starscavengers. You can shoot us an email, starscavengers at gmail.com. And you can find all of our episodes on our website, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers. Bring back the Freemakers. Oh, yeah. That was for Bill and Bob. (laughs) (laughs) They don't listen anymore. (laughs) 